Welcome to this week's episode of Relentless Pursuit. As you can tell, we're in a different location, but it's still the same spirit. And we got a very special guest. Well, if you could welcome Manny. How are you doing, Manny? Bro, I'm, I'm good. I'm excited to be on the podcast, bro. I was, I was waiting for my turn. I was like, let's see, what, let's see when Nate's going to hit me up. You know, listen, so make this happen. listen it, it couldn't have came at a better time. I know for, for the podcast itself, it, it's... I feel like, and that's all, all, also my personal opinion, is that it's currently growing. Um, yeah. It's 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 getting a bigger bigger audience, and and having your voice with the influence that you have, I think it could impact so many lives that that do listen. To- my boy be hyping me up. He's like, listen. impact. <laughs> I appreciate it, man. I like I said, everything we do. I actually had a conversation with my pastor today, and we were talking about everything we do is not for you. Mm-hmm. Everything that happens is not for you. It's for other people. And so, man, that's what I hope it, our hope yeah. is, right? Is that we, some, somebody is receiving something from yeah. this. So I'm excited. And, and I'm just happy because I could testify to like your spirit behind you. It's you are not just a man that is different from the platform to the background of it, right? You are the same genuine man on the platform to the background, and I'm sure, I mean, I'm obviously not your wife or your kids, <laughs> but I'm sure you're the same man at home, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, <laughs> we try to be 100%, you know what I'm saying? But we got to be dads. And so yeah. you know, we definitely play a different role, but being the same person on and off, I mean, I hope that's what I am. So I'm yeah. glad to hear it. Yeah. And so today we're, we're talking about family and ministry and, and doing the same effort in both areas and how important yeah. it is to not only understand that. You are this person that sings on the platform. You are this person that leads people to worship, but you're also a dad. You're yeah. also a husband. You, and you have to do each of these roles that you are with excellence, right? And so I have a question for you. You know, me starting out, my family, my family just kind of getting started out. I'm getting married soon. I have a boy and, and we're getting our feet under us when it comes to, you know, our family balance yeah. with our ministry, and so how would you balance it? Like, how would you say you can balance family and ministry with giving your all to both? Man, it, it's a, definitely a process. But going back to something you said that was super key, and I kind of just want to distinguish you like, you know, you're this person, you do this for the kingdom. First and foremost, before we do anything for the kingdom, mm-hmm. you know, for any ministry that we have, it's our family. We're first called to, yeah. the, the you know, the, the priest of our home. Mm-hmm. And so before we're any of that, you know, our family comes first. And so that it isn't super important. Luckily, I've been able to be around a lot of great pastors who have modeled this for me, who've shown me, you know, what it is to put your family first and that's, that it is your first ministry. Mm-hmm. And so for a lot of ministers, it is, it's, or anybody who's serving, it can be really hard to balance it out because you feel like, well, I'm doing it for God, right? And so you're yeah. like, well, it kind of just changes my my thought process or perspective on like, am I... I love God, right? That's your first, right? Yeah. And then you're called to lead your family. So you don't want to, you don't want to sacrifice either or. And so yeah. it is a definitely a balancing act, but over the years, I've definitely been able to, to learn how to balance ministry and recognizing the first step is recognizing that my family is my first ministry. Yeah. Yeah. And so a lot of people would be like, well, you know, I want to serve God's house first. That's not what God's called you to do. And so mm-hmm. there's a, there's an order, right? That God has, and that's for you to be, the minister of your of your home first. Mm-hmm. That is over everything. And if your home is not right, well, then none, neither is your ministry. Yeah. So what happens? Yeah. You know, you'll burn out. You know, family matters. They'll take a toll on you. Mm-hmm. And if you don't really handle it, it can get out of 
out of whack and, and be a burden on your life. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think it's important to understand that just because you give, let's say, 40 hours a week to a church mm-hmm. does not mean you have to give 40 hours a week to your family. Because mm-hmm. in, in balance of, of uh, quantity doesn't really matter. The mm-hmm. quality aspect, though, if you aren't when you're with your family, if you're not fully there and you're thinking about the ministry, you're taking away from your family or vice versa. When you're doing ministry and, and you're thinking about your family, you're taking away from the ministry aspect of it. And mm-hmm. so why is it important that you fully focus on one specific area, whether it be family or ministry or can you have that like influence with your family as you minister? Yeah. I, well, so luckily my wife has been super amazing. Mm-hmm. And so one of the key things that even, even if you ask her, she'll tell you like the important part is understanding before we got married that we were in ministry mm-hmm. because then you understand what it takes, the sacrifice it takes when we're, yeah. you're serving in ministry. And so definitely it's a talk with your partner and that your partner's on board Right. And being fully present in those moments. Yeah. And w- so like, if you're going to give your job 100%, of course, you know, f- focus on ministry 100% and you're going to make that happen. Cool. Mm-hmm. But you also have to be consistent with your family and make sure that you're there for your kids because it, it's the impact that you make on them. I mean, that that's your, that's your legacy. Yeah. And so that's important as what, what comes after you, what comes after Nate and Manny? What's mm-hmm. our, it's our children. And yeah. what are we instilling in them? about ministry because I've grown up and a lot of pastors have told me like, you know, there's moments where you feel like you're sacrificing your family for ministry. And what happens is that your kids grow up resenting ministry because they took you away from them. And so it it is important that you're fully present there Mm -hmm. with your kids and, and the quality has to be quality time. You have to be able to be able to teach your son and your, or your daughter, your values, your, you know what I'm saying? Create that culture in them and those va- instill those values in them because if you don't, well, then it's going to be way harder later on, and they're yeah. more likely to like turn away from ministry because it's had a negative impact on them. Mm-hmm. And so, how how would you represent Christ in your home and and make them love doing ministry, make them love God? Yeah, it's being intentional mm-hmm. with the Word of God. With you know, my wife has a routine, and we do it together and as much as we can. Don't get me wrong; when your kids. You know, I have a three-year-old and and a brand new baby girl, so it's congratulations really hard. by the way. Thank you. So it's hard to balance those things, and like you don't hit everything. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you're like, there's moments where like, hey, did Caleb brush his teeth? Or like, nah, but it's already late. Let's just go to bed. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So yeah. But you got to be persistent, and consistent, and things. And so my wife, she loves reading him stories at night and and teaching him of the Bible and of the Word, mm. music and our worship. You know, it's intentional. We're not yeah. just playing whatever. We're playing, you know worship music we're playing what we want to instill in them yeah and so we want we want to train our child up in the way right yeah Yeah. and so that when he does grow older he doesn't apart and so that's also teaching them a couple different things about ministry like you know we respect god's house and caleb you know comes with me sometimes to church Mm -hmm. and he also understands that we love church and so he says it like dad i want to go to church right i want to be at church and so awesome you instill those things about church. If church is always a negative thing, like, ugh, we got to go to church or we got to go do this, then the kid's going to be like, ugh, why are we going to church? Yeah. But when you're excited, and man, if you would see the, the smile on my son's face when they say, we're going to church, he's like, yes, we're going to church. Like, that's the things you want to instill awesome. in him. And so that they understand coming to the house of God is not a negative thing. It's a, it's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah, dude, that's awesome. I know 
for for many people it's it's hard to relay that excitement about church Mm -hmm. because we think that when we model something for for our children it's almost like it's words Mm-hmm. But really what they're mirroring is our actions. And yep. if anything, they're amplifying what we're portray- we're portraying. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Because we could, you know, give half-hearted effort in ministry and they're going to get a quarter. You know what I'm saying? And so they're not even going to give anything they're all. Or yeah. they might not even do it and they leave church. And so how would how would how does a father impact your role as being a minister? So for me, man, when I, I was so blessed by being a father mm-hmm. and it was only when I became a father that I got to see the glimpse of what the love the Lord really has for me. It was like a little insight yeah. and we can't, we don't know everything, right? But I got to see like, man, my son can do anything in the world and I'm going to love him no matter what. Right. Amen. And so, and sometimes we, God kind of showed me his grace through that and his love really like just, just a little bit. It's not everything that the Lord has for us, but it's a really good, just like insight to how the Lord perceives us mm-hmm. as his children. And so when you kind of get that revelation of how you love your son, the father loves you because he's, he's our, he's our heavenly father. Yeah. And so I was like, man, Caleb, you can frustrate me. You can get me upset, <laughs> but I love you so much. Yeah. And there's actually nothing in this world. Like I felt, I really feel like there's nothing my son can do right now that would ever make me feel differently about him yeah. because that's my boy. He's yeah. a, he's mine. He's, he's a part of me. And so I, when I minister and coming from that perspective into things, like I see how God truly loves us yeah. and how he sees us. And so I'm like, man, look at the, how much love the father truly has for us. Mm-hmm. And that gives me the strength to continue to go forward in ministry and showing love to others just as, as he loved us first. And so that's kind of what I, what I learned first when I became a father. Right. And there's different, you know, my, the way I love my son is different from the way I love my daughter. When I saw my daughter, my world was just like, <laughs> ah, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's is different. that a little princess? Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like you just, you're so protective Yeah. and, but the love changes, but the love is there. And so I think being a father has helped me understand not just people, understand like how God perceives us and how we should be doing the same to others. Yeah. Wow. That explains the grace of God, the mercy of God, and and that we just need to love people, love people, love God. The Pharisees were asking, what is the, the, the greatest commandment? And he says, love God and love those around you, love the people around you, love your neighbor. And so that explains really the love of our father. The love Mm -hmm. of our family is, is, projecting and, and even example of the love of God. Yeah. Um, and I know for my boy, he, he is only 18 months. So a year old, but that guy is like attached to me, attached yeah. to my hip, attached to, to my fiance's hip. It, it's like, if you take him away from us, then he's crying. And so that's how a lot of people have to understand that our relationship with God is is that it's that father that is so attached to your parents, you're so attached to God. And that's exampling to us that we have to be that support for him. Yeah. We have to, or I I have to be that support for for my boy, Eli. You know, God, just as God is my support, I mean, obviously there's a difference there. I'm not God and I have limits, but we serve a God that is our support. Yeah. How would you say that, that for the people who don't have 
that family starting yet or aren't married or single, how would you say, like, what advice would you give them, whether they're in their waiting period, whether they're just starting? What advice would you give them is the foundation of being able to have a family in ministry? Yeah, so I think, so just like children, like you, we brought up a great point. Like, how many times has your son like done something that, or said something that you said? Every day. Uh, they soak up everything. Everything. And so I think that, that that's just an example. There's, I, I remember when we went out to eat and we're watching a, a son's game and my mm-hmm. son was like, I said, let's go. And then my son in the background was like, let's go. You know <laughs> and so everything you say, they yeah. repeat. Yeah. They soak it all up. And that's kind of just, that's how we prepare. We soak everything up from our father mm-hmm. and how we should treat others and how yeah. we, we should interact with others and the love and the, and the mercy that he's shown us that we should show that love to others yeah. and that mercy and that grace for others as well. And so it, it's, a, it's, it's good preparation. You know what I'm saying? When you want to become a family is to understand what does God think about you? Mm-hmm. And, you know, and the Bible says you, you should train him up. It's a process. It's a training process. Yeah. And so definitely, you know what I'm saying? No one ever starts off perfect. If you want a taste of what it looks like, serving your children's ministry at your church. Santo Dios. So, you know what I'm saying? And they, you'll, <laughs> you'll see, you know what I'm saying? You love yeah. so much patience. Man, you'll learn patience when you have a, a toddler mm-hmm. who just, you know what I'm saying, wants an, a, a toy or he wants, you know, a snack or whatever, and they don't get it right away. You know what I'm saying? Like, you yeah. got to have patience. Or and, chocolate at night. <laughs> and he's throwing a tantrum. Yeah, yeah, that's terrible. Anyways. And so it it just shows you, it, like, you get to see, you know, like, sometimes how we're with the Father. We're impatient yeah. with the Father because we don't get stuff we want right now. Mm-hmm. Right? And so you're like, dang. It's just so it's just so relatable, so comparable. You you see how your your children will teach you things. Yeah. Yeah. And and I think because I know as, like, you're, you're a worship pastor. You're a yeah. worship minister. And, and you lead people to worship. So you have all these people's eyes set on you. And we have to, I don't know about you, but I know myself, like, you have to be humble in it. Mm-hmm. You have to make sure you keep that heart of humility. Because just because you have people looking at you and you're leading into them into worship, when you grab that worship that's intended for God, you then now are representing Lucifer, right? And that, now you are affecting your family when you bring what you received out of order back into your home. And so you are welcoming things into your house, right? Yeah. And so the reason why I say all this is because we want the platform, or not we, but like I'm saying, people want the platform, but not the responsibility of protecting yourself. Yeah. And so what do you think the the importance of being protected, not only for ministry, but protecting your home, how would you do that? How do you protect your home? How do you protect what you have, your calling, your anointing, but also your family? Yeah, so you're the priest of your home. Mm -hmm. Whatever goes on in your home is because you as a father and a a wife have allowed it. Mm -hmm. And so you got to be protective of that. I mean, everything's reflective of how you, even how you treat your wife. Yeah. Right. And so people, people see all that. Even though they don't, you may not see it in front of you, but they see how you treat your wife. Yeah, they'll see what you know what's going on in your family. And and for instance, like things that you watch, you have to be very careful. You know what I'm saying? That the, if the things that you teaching your kid represent Christ, if you're like, for instance, you know, like it's it's kind of tough. You know, not letting my son watch things that he shouldn't. Yeah. And if if you're not 
if you're not filtering what's being taught, TV will teach your kids. Yeah. And so, you know, there's a lot of different things that you got to instill and teach to your kids. You know, the morals that you have, what we, what we believe biblically about everything, about loving one another, mm-hmm. you know, all that goes through you. All You're the prime example. And so when you let things in your home that are not of God, well, what happened to, to, to Adam and Eve when Eve was the one that he's like, well, hey, she's the one that... <laughs> He's like, I'm not I'm talking to her. I'm talking to you. Yeah, yeah. You're the you're the priest of your home. It all comes through you. And so the father has a responsibility to protect his family. Yeah. To protect what they're watching, to protect what they're what they're seeing, you know, what they're hearing. And so at the end of the day, like this is you were created to be the, the head of your house. Yeah. And so you have to be you're you're the you're the last say. Mm-hmm. Right. Other than God. Right. But you're the last say when it comes to what goes on in your home to ensure that, you know, it doesn't affect your children. It's it's to everything to e- even like generational curses. You got to be the one that breaks those. Yeah. Because if you don't break it. Right. And I've heard I don't don't remember exactly where if you don't break it, then it's just going to go to your children. Yeah. And I think about that every day. And I'm like, God, let me let me just beat my battles, whatever I got to go through so that my children don't have to go through the same thing because yeah. that will happen. And those are, those are generational Christians that you have to break, that you have to take control. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like if you know, alcohol runs in your family, like you got to be the one that breaks that, you know, like drunkenness yeah. and, you know, or anything like that. You got to break those addictions and so that your children won't fall in the same thing. Right. If you have an anger issue that you need, to, I'm saying that because that was like my thing, like anger, like a lot. Yeah. And I was noticing it in my son. And he was like, he was always getting frustrated. And I'm like, God, I got to break that. Yeah. I got to break that in me so that it doesn't, it doesn't continue into the next generation. You got to yeah. pray. And so you got to actively be on, on offense. Everybody all the time, casually you're on defense with your family. Sometimes you got to be fighting against. And how do, how do we do that? Man, we're praying. Yeah. We're fasting for our family. We're reading the word together. I, we intentionally bought a, a, a children's Bible so that we can t- tell my son biblical stories. Yeah. Like, and it's just so that he understands the word and he's grown in the word. I mean, it's not like the King James version. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But Die. it's just being intentional. It's yeah. intentional with, with what the time you have. Right. And when you're a minister, like it, it can be, it can be taxing to come yeah. home. You know, you're dealing with a lot of different things other than your own family problems. You have everybody else's too. Yeah. They, they, they kind of are leaning on you and, and for guidance and stuff like that. So it is definitely, you, you got to be protective. You got to be on the offense. How would you say to overcome that laziness? You want to almost like you want to go home, right? And you want to relax. You're at home. This is your sanctuary. This is your safe time. This is your place where rest. How do you protect yourself from laziness where you're like, you're not overly lazy, where it's negative? Yeah, you got it all, it all goes back to understanding your family is your first ministry. Mm-hmm. That has to be good. Yeah. If it's not good, it won't work. And so if you're not 100% for your kids, you're not going to be 100% for your ministry. Mm-hmm. And so there's moments where I'm like, ah, babe, I'm tired. Yeah. And my son's like, dad, do you want to play with me? You know, that's the decision right there. You're like, Jeez. oh man, I can go, I can go nap. Mm-hmm. Or I can push 100% to show my son that ministry only taxes you. Yeah. That's a choice. Yeah. And so my son doesn't deserve my 30%. Yeah. My 20%. He deserves my 100%. That's my legacy. That's my first ministry. Nothing else 
and it flows from the top down. And so a pastor showed me something crazy and then like, it's so simple, but it's so effective. And it was the ring, the ring toy method. The ring. And so, you know, like there's like a, a baby ring toy when they put like the donut sizes is bigger yeah. and small and small. Right. And so he took them all out and he showed me like, if you put the wrong things in the wrong places, they won't all fit. And mm. I was like, what do you mean? He's like, well, put the small one first and put the other one. Soon enough, there won't be space for the, the other rings of ministry. Wow. And so it'll just fall off. And so you got to be careful on what you place on your priority to make sure everything fits. Yeah. Because if not, you if you stack them wrong, you reach a, a cap space and it just all falls. Yeah. But wow. if you stack it right, everything fits just as God has ordained it to fit. Yeah. But if, if you're out here putting your family last, right, and you're stacking everything on top of that, it's going to fall. Wow. So wow. that's kind of just like the, and man, it just transformed my thought process of like, my family comes first. Yeah. It's just, at the end of the day, you're called to your family. Once you become a husband and you marry into, uh, into your wife, that's it. And you have a child, your family is your first ministry. Yeah. Hands down. There's not even a question. I don't care if you're called to be the prophet to the world and to the <laughs> nations, you're called to be the father first. Yeah. And so, like I said, I've just been so blessed to see, like, my pastors uh, who have pastored me show me the great example of doing that, to put in their family first and not sacrificing their family on their altar of ministry. Yeah. And so and it's just not built like that. It's not supposed to be like that. Yeah. And, and I, think, I think we lose focus sometimes too because like Noah, I feel like he's a perfect example. He had a ministry where God was speaking to him. And he was like, Noah, build this ark. That ark took like 150 years or something like that. And Noah's life was... I'm sure 800 plus years of living, he only saved what seven people. That was his family, mm-hmm. and that was the that was his legacy. That was his impact was stemming from that. However long of ministry was for seven people, and that was only his family. And so I think that's also important to to understand that we can't idolize our ministry, mm-hmm. where we put up and and build up and worship really our what we're doing for ministry. For the sake of, oh, it's because people can see me or, oh, it's because I'm giving glory to God. But really, I like the attention that it's bringing to Mm -hmm. me. And uh, one thing I think that is really important is you're choosing your spouse. So for those people who may be single or are contemplating the relationship that they're currently in, you know, what significance does being in the perfect will of God have to do like how will it later on impact you if you're marrying or getting ready to get married or going to in a relationship or even pursuing a wife how does being in the perfect will of god affect you long term so, i mean it's like rip, uh, ripple effects man it, if you don't do it right the first time it's gonna be hard you know what i'm saying and so mm-hmm. not impossible but hard and so with my wife man I'm just like I said, I'm, I'm extremely blessed that she understands. Like I told her this when we were kids and we were just like in a little, my mom used to drive the church bus van. Oh, praise God. And she used to take people home. And so I told my mom one time, like, hey, just make sure you take Raina home last. So I get a chance, you know, so I, talk, <laughs> so I can talk to her. There we go. So I can talk to her. And so, so we take her home last and she's like talking to me. She's like, so what do you, she asked me a question. Like, what do you find? How do you know you find the right person for you? 
And I thought I was slick. I heard this one time and then I just used it with her and I said, you know, I'm just going to be running my race, my race to God. And I'm going to be going like looking straight ahead. And I'm, as soon as I'm running like, you know, full force and I look to my side and there's somebody there with me, then that's the person I might be choosing. And I was like, you know what I'm saying? I thought I was slick. I heard it. I heard it. You know what I'm saying? I heard it. on a YouTube sermon, but I use it, you know what I'm saying, just to make myself look a little bit more, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, spiritual. Spiritual, look. <laughs> yeah. you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and so she, and that's something that, she, that stuck with her the whole, like forever. She'll tell people like, well, he told me this one time in the van, so it worked. You know what I'm saying? Hey, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Shoot y'all shot. What? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I know that I was blessed because Raina also did ministry. Yeah. And so she understood the sacrifice and obedience that it takes to do ministry, you know, in your singleness. Mm-hmm. And so, and now that you're, you know, married, it shouldn't be something that hinders you. Like right now, you know, she's doing children's ministry. And I told her, hey, I want to support you in children's ministry. It's yeah. not easy. And so how can I help you and partner with you in the ministry that God has called you? Mm. Right. And so now when you build a family, you're also looking out the growth for your wife and the growth for yourself. Mm-hmm. And that path. And so a lot of, you know, when you become a father in a family, you start looking for church, you start looking for churches that are going to edify both of you guys, not just one of yeah. you guys. Yeah. And so because, because you're only, at that point, you're only thinking about yourself. Mm-hmm. And as a, fa- as a uh, man of God and a head of household, you're called to think about everybody under your roof. Yeah. And so that means your wife's growth, your children's growth, to make sure that they're growing in their respective purposes that God has placed them in. Yeah. And so when I got married and Raina understood like Manny's at rehearsal, you know what I'm saying? I wasn't going out anywhere crazy. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't going to no clubs or nothing like that. I wasn't doing nothing like that. Mm-hmm. Man, the my Friday nights consisted of a church vigilia, you know what I'm saying? Like staying late at church, you know, <laughs> worshiping and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. So she understood that though. And so even when we were married, before we even have kids, you know, it's, it's very hard to be like, well, Manny's at rehearsal and he got out at 9 p.m., you know what I'm saying? We should be together doing something. She's like, no, yeah. he's he's doing what he was called for to God. And so when you pick a partner, it's important that that's the mentality that they have. Like, yeah. I'm here to help you. My you're wife no is, longer the main character. Yeah, you're no longer the main character. And and we're here to help each other. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So as much as I'm here, I mean, she's here for me, I'm here for her. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, that's the way you got to think about it. Like, how are you guys pushing each other further into God's purpose for your life? Because yeah. if... That's the person you should be investing in marrying and, you know, creating a family with is a yeah. person who's willing to push you into your next season in ministry and your relationship with God and your walk with God. Wow. Yeah, man, that there was so much into this. I, I'm going to have to rewatch it about 10 times just to, to get all the information that that you have. Man, it's been such a blessing. It's such a blessing to have you on the podcast. I thank you for coming on, man. Of course. And man. as we're wrapping up here, I, I just wanna I wanna give you honor because you are a man of God and your worship <laughs> isn't just your only ministry. Everything man. that you do outside of worship is ministering to a lot of different people. Uh, but thank you so much for sure. And everybody that's tuning in, thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode of Relentless Pursuit. Don't forget to like, share, follow, and subscribe to all our social media platforms. We will make sure to reach back out to you. If you comment or message us, share with us how Relentless Pursuit has blessed your life. And we look forward to seeing you soon. See you guys.